Hi, everybody. I'm uh, Carrie, adult child. Um, I just need to start by saying that um, I'm super, super nervous. I think um, one of my biggest fears is um, speaking. And um, especially at these meetings, I can do it like if I feel super safe, but um, I have sweaty palms and like, you know, my stomach feels tight and I'm afraid I won't keep a, you know, a correct train of thought or I'll do this wrong. But um, I also know that by saying yes to uh, being the speaker tonight, I've, I've probably only shared like maybe eight times and I've never um, been a speaker, but I know that doing this might be, you know, what I need to do to um, feel safe going forward and to like get over this fear that I have. Um, so just talking about like where, you know, how I got. So um, my father is a really interesting character, very confusing. Um, he's an, an alcoholic and um, could be very violent and very scary. Um, but he had like another personality that was very um, charming, engaging, romantic. Um, you know, uh, I just loved being with him. I loved being his daughter. I loved spending time with him. But I never knew when he might snap out of nowhere and become like a really scary ugly, frightening, violent person. And a lot of the um, abuse was towards my mother that I witnessed. My mom um, was born in an alcoholic family, but she was not a drinker. She was, um, you know, codependent. But, um, you know, I, I think I, I think I never really realized um, you know, my own reality because I thought I had like the best dad and the best family. And that was our story to everyone in the outside world. But, you know, I knew the secret and um, I was frightened all the time. I was alone a lot. I was an only child until I was 12. Um, I was, you know, with babysitters when I really wanted my mom. Um, my mom worked and um, she loved working and didn't show up you know, to school plays or parent-teacher conferences. Um, I just always felt very alone. Um, so I, I was a shy kid. I lived in my imagination. I thought like I was just unusual, but I'm learning that a lot of people did that, like just kind of retreat into imaginary worlds. I read a lot of fantasy books and um, at a at a young age, I discovered drinking, um, probably in eighth grade. And uh, all of a sudden, I was able to like talk to people and be fun and be funny and make friends. And um, so it was my tool, but it was the wrong, the wrong tool. Um, but I like my teenage years, I was addicted to excitement and um, danger, did a lot of drinking and drugging. Um, I, uh, you know, just very self-destructive. Um, and But I did end up marrying a really kind person. I met him when I was 21. We're still married. He's very, very kind. And he saved me in a lot of ways. Um, 
he's uh withholds he's not very good at like um being demonstrative or verbally um approving or and all of that and that's part of why i was attracted to him right like somebody who's not gonna let me know how much they like me but he luckily he's he's a really good guy and um i became a teacher that was very healing for me to like I'm not afraid to talk in front of kids. I taught kindergarten, first grade, art teacher. Kate, now I'm a middle school art teacher. Um, very healing to like seek out kids that I could tell wanted to be invisible or wanted to hide and, you know, give them that attention that I never got. Um, and I had two girls and, but so I kind of like patched myself together and thought I was done with yeah, I had a rough childhood, but look how lucky I am and look at what I've made of my life. But I always had um, this incredible anxiety underneath, um, like debilitating anxiety. And um, it's exhausting and bouts with depression. And I tried all kinds of like magical things, you know, like using crystals and like these little magic bottles that I have and um, doing spiritual work and drumming and, you know, trying everything. And um, a friend finally um, told me that I should give ACA a, child, a try that, you know, it was the program was made for me. Um, so I came to ACA relatively late, like in my 50s. And um, at first I was really upset that like, why did I go my entire life thinking like, you know, really struggling just to stay normal. And I could have been doing all this, you know, all this work, I would have been a better mother, I would have been a better friend, I, I wouldn't have suffered so much. And I was just really upset about it. And um, then just like maybe a year into being in ACA, like the shit hit the fan with my family. And I'm realizing now that it was kind of perfect timing um, because I don't know how I would be dealing with um, what's going on in my life right now as well as I am without having had um, this program. So um, I, I, um, my my father was recently um, put on hospice care, and we were all told to come say goodbye to him. So I, I'm afraid to fly. I got on a train, went down um, to see him. They've got a bed and a chair in the living room for him. He lives with his girlfriend, and um, I said my goodbyes, and it was all very sad. But then, like every day, I was there. He got better and better. His coloring looked good. He got stronger. Um, he's actually like optimistic. He's a lot of fun. Um, but then my two sisters who are 12 years younger than I am came in. So here we are, like our family in this tiny little condo. And my one sister is asleep 20 out of 24 hours and like glued to her TV screen and eating candy and my other sisters throwing tantrums and causing drama while my father's, you know, on hospice. I won't get into details, but I learned to, um, so I'm, I've been really working on being my own loving parent and checking in with my inner child. 
So when things got crazy in this condo, here we are all sleeping in this tiny little unit. And when things got crazy, I'd, I'd put my hand on my chest and I would check in with my inner child and say, you know, it's okay to feel frightened, um, but I'm here for you. I will take care of this. I will protect you. We don't have to stay here. We can leave. Um, so I would walk out the door and go down to their pool and I would swim in the water and purposely like swim through the fountains, like not worry about my hair getting wet, like doing things that would make my inner child happy. Um, and uh, just do just checking in with myself, talking to myself. Um, things have not, things were not, like I was kind of hoping that I'd go see my father and the whole story would, and in this wrapped up with this bow, like everything worked out perfect, storytell ending in the end. And and it's messy. It's really messy. And my family is bonkers. And um, but I don't have to react to it or live in it. Or um I think in the past I would have, you know, tried to protect my father from my sister or tried to help my sisters and figure out how to, you know fix them and fix everybody and make sure everybody was happy. And instead I like made sure I was good. And um, my dad was good because that's who I was there for. Um, so I've been working a lot on that, like just having little conversations in my head with myself. And I, I have my hand on my chest now cause that seems to really um, help me like just kind of connect with my inner loving parent. I know I read that you shouldn't jump in and try and like connect with your inner child right away unless you first like get your inner parent ready for them. Um, so since I've started in ACA, um, I have started taking care of myself. Um, I started going to doctor's appointments, which I never did. I would like take care of my kids first and like just forget about me. Um, I actually lost 20 pounds um, just by like just taking better care of myself, um, exercising more, stretching. Um, I've been um, meditating in the morning. I find it really helpful to like have headsets on and um, meditate first thing in the morning. And as soon as I'm done, do some journaling. I find that like provides a lot of relief for me somehow, like my whole day is better. And if I get in a rut where I don't do that for a week, like I feel the difference. Um, and I've also um, started to get my, my debts under control. I was using shopping to uh, dissociate, like just you know, thinking that if I bought things or like hunted, you know, spent time hunting for like, you know, the the best deal on some exotic thing that doesn't exist. Like I, like I, like last year I wanted to get a pair of boots for winter. I think I, I think I bought like 14 pair of boots that I then returned. Five minutes. Thank you. Thank you. Because none of them were perfect enough and just obsessing over shopping and things and like just realizing like, oh my gosh, this isn't just my quirky personality. Like this is due to like my childhood and uh, the way that I've behaved all these years 
is directly related to that. It's been under the surface, like really under a very thin veil, you know, for 50 years. And it's just amazing now to like really see myself and like, like stuff that should be so obvious to like, um, you know, understand why I've done the things or behave the way that I do. Um, but I feel like, um, I feel like I've grown up. I remember my first meeting that I came here, I, I came on and I cried and I, and I said, I feel like such a child. And I, I'd always felt like such a child and, um, I feel not so much like a child anymore. I feel, um, much more grown up and, um, sometimes I, I, get, I have setbacks and I'm like, I'm doing all this work and why am I still like having this issue and that issue and I'll get down on myself and, you know, say this isn't working. But then like, you know, with a little time and space from, from those moments, I'm like really amazed at how much, you know, I have changed and how much this program has really helped me. Um, so I do have something to read. Um, it's on page 303 in the big book. Um, adult children who have experienced their inner child describe an inner being that is joyful and playful. There is a feeling of lightness and great optimism when the inner child is active in one's life. There is trust, spontaneity, and warmth. Many adult children can describe an inner child's voice, physical appearance, and likes and dislikes. Meditation and consistent writing with the opposite or non-dominant hand seem to reveal the greater presence of the inner child. Family dysfunction drives the inner child into hiding, leaving states of fear that wander the adult soul. While the inner child or true self can be the spark of our creativity, we must also remember the child is a deeply hurt part of ourselves. Some of us believe the child within can sabotage our current relationships through the fear of abandonment and shame. Through recovery, we have learned that our inner child has an array of protective tools. The tools, however, can lead to self-harm and great emotional pain. We can sabotage ourselves as we seek help. This is a paradox of sorts. The inner child or true self is our original wholeness who believed in people without effort. The inner child freely gave love and trust without effort. Yet as a result of abuse, an angry inner child or withdrawn inner child can fuel self-destructive behaviors that we seem powerless to stop at times. So um, I, do, I do feel like, um, I do feel you know, the, the saying, um, I'm probably going to say it wrong. Don't, don't talk, don't trust, don't feel. I think those are the three. Um, you know, I heard it over and over and over again and never really like, like sometimes you hear those things and they don't sink into like a year later, but I think that's what's been happening to me with my, with my fear of talking. Like I, I still don't really trust. It's hard for me to trust. Um, and thank you and avoiding my feelings um you know just you feeling like i you know i was so different when i'm really you know when 
there's a lot of us here, you know, who have gone through the same experiences and I'm not that, you know, odd person one, in, you know, a hundred thousand. Um, so I've lost my train of thought, but I feel good that I made it. I had no idea how I was going to fill 15 minutes, but, um, I think I'm gonna stop right there. Thank you so much for, um, for listening. Thank you.